Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today, we are covering the secret world of Arietti. Um, also, apparently, secret, sometimes it's... It. Also, sometimes, apparently, it's just called Arietti. Um, so, th- th- there's that. Compli- uh, that. Sounds complicated. Yeah, obviously this podcast will contain spoilers for said movie. If you'd like to avoid those spoilers, there will be a link in the description below to the Just Watch page for this movie, which itself will have links to every place you can rent, purchase, or stream the movie with price comparisons for renting and purchasing. Um, for us here in the U.S., it's available for streaming on HBO Max. I believe in Canada, it's available for streaming on Netflix. Canada and the UK, I think. I, I think in Canada and the UK, they get Ghibli movies on Netflix. That's an odd tidbit to just know. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Uh, but regardless, uh, yeah, the, there's that whole thing. Um, as far as upcoming shit, you can join us tomorrow... For Inhumans next w- wait Inhumans I- I'd say season one but there's only one season so <laughs> join us tomorrow for that and next week for our free movie of the month for August 2023 and Avengers Infinity War uh, Lily can you spin the wheel to determine what they can deter- uh, join us for the week after that Wait, what? I, I asked if you no, could spin no, no. the wheel. No, 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 I got that. It's just um, something uh, I thought I was going to land on one thing, but it just went slightly onto another. Anyway, the fifth wave. Sick. Uh, that movie's been on the wheel for a while now. Yeah, I actually don't remember when you um, put it on. Uh, definitely several months ago. But, alright, yeah, you can join us in a couple of weeks for the fifth wave. Uh, but yeah, um, if you if you look in the description below, you will also find a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show, as well as get access to episodes before they release, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. And that podcast is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Also, in the description, you will find a link to Anchor.fm, which has now become Spotify for podcasters. Uh, On that page, you will find links to every platform that this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, where you can be notified when we release a new episode. If you'd like to support us but can't do so financially, please listen to the podcast on Spotify. Um... But with all that being said, uh, we're please get out if you'd like to avoid spoilers, because we are going to start talking about the movie now. So, before we get into anything, okay, I watched the dub. I'm not sure about you. Did you watch the dubbed version or the subbed version? Uh, yeah. Wow, okay, I, I, I gave you two options and you said yeah. I swear to God, Lisa, like, did you watch the dub? And I, I just want to say, yeah, I did. Okay, so neither one of us watched the subdiversion then. I uh, watched, like, ten seconds I s- of it. 
<laughs> yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, wait, this is the subbed version. Let me click back, because I know for sure the dubbed version's on here. I watched it earlier this year. <laughs> but yeah, um, earlier this year was uh, the first time I watched this movie, and I knew I wanted to cover it on the podcast. I was going to want to cover it anyway, because, I mean, it's a Studio Ghibli movie, and I kind of want to cover most of them, so there's that. <laughs> But, um, I imagine you've never seen this movie before. No, yeah, this would be my first time. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think of this movie? Tiny people. Yeah, is that all you thought? Just tiny people? Mm -hmm. Around that, yeah. Yeah. I you know, my brain is usually, that... uh, have no thoughts anyway, so... So, which movie is better, this movie or Epic? You know, I'll be honest. I honestly do not think you can really compare them. Especially, like, they have a little bit different of plots in the way how they um, go around it, telling the story of tiny people. Because on <laughs> Epic's side, yeah. they turn tiny. But in this movie, it's just the tiny people stay tiny, and the big people stay big. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, in Epic, the tiny people also stay tiny. It's just that there are some big ones who go tiny. Or, rather, one big one who goes tiny. But the way the presentation is different. So, like, for Epic, is that, you know, you go... you watch this big person and they they become tiny and learn about all these tiny people. In this movie our main protagonist is like the tiny person. They already know all about the tiny life and they're learning about the big life. Yes. But like also uh, they're just like entirely different genres. Like epic is more like fantasy action adventure whereas this is like i don't really know what to call this slice of life yeah only it's not very realistic so like i don't slice fucking know of fantasy life yeah uh, it, it's something how old is this movie? Can you check on that? Um, I should because of I have the critic rating. It was released in 2010. Another movie? Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like we've covered like 50 movies that released in 2010. I swear we just need to like bring up the mo every movie that uh, released in 2010 and, and just decide to cover all those movies. At least all the animated 2010, movies. 2010 makes sense. Um, because uh, I remember at some point seeing trailers for this movie when going to see like other things in theaters. Things that are released in so 2009? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I feel like I probably could have seen like trailers for this movie when going to see something like... Uh, I don't know. The Incredible Hulk... I'm actually not sure if I watched that in theaters. I know I saw Iron Man in theaters. 
Oh, also, um, if you made it this far, you can also watch it on Amazon Prime Video. I, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, when I watched this movie earlier this year, it kind of instantly became my favorite Ghibli movie. And I can't really explain why. Uh, previously, my favorite one was Howl's Moving Castle, which is another Ghibli movie we have yet to cover. Um, like, I really loved that movie, and like now there's this one, which I, I think is better. But, I mean, take my opinion on what the best Ghibli movie is with a massive fucking grain of salt. Because I've seen, like, four... No, five Ghibli movies. I've seen five. Yeah, yeah I believe we've covered four movies. Yeah. Um, I have seen My Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited Away, this movie, and Howl's Moving Castle. So, that's five. We literally and... covered uh, the first four. Yeah. Or, we covered the first three and we are now covering the fourth. Yeah, I mean, to them, we've already covered it. Yeah, because by the time they're listening to this, we will have already recorded this episode. That's kind of yeah, how not, that works. Yeah, we're not doing a live stream. Yeah. Imagine if we live streamed our episode recordings. That would be uh, painful. No one would listen. No one listens now. I know. <laughs> Though, I mean... But yeah. It would be interesting just have, like, um... Live comments. It's like, this movie sucks. It's like, no. Yeah. Unless it's zapped, then we can just say yes. <laughs> yeah, but we're not covering that but... movie again. Bet. No. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, this movie, there's something about it that struck a chord with me, and I can't really quite articulate why. Like, I had seen Epic before this, so I had already like seen a movie that explored the concept of, like, little people just existing and, like, being a secret and shit. Um, I, I also want to say I think this is, like, a adaptation of... I want to say manga. Maybe. So, like, I but I believe originally it was called The Borrowers. I mean, if that's true, that'd probably be where uh, they get their name from. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just thought it was, like, something about it struck me as kind of cool. Uh... And, you know, just some funny things to me. It was like seeing the, um, the, the old lady. I don't even remember what her relationship is to, uh, the male character. But seeing her just go absolutely bonkers was quite funny. I think, like they, um, I remember him say saying something like, aunt. Yeah, I, I feel like that might, that's probably right, but I can't remember exactly. 
Yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, like th- that girl's going through um her super villain arc. I mean, they were straighting up. They, they were straight up gaslighting her. <laughs> it was fucking great. I mean, she deserved it. Yeah, like who takes a human and puts them in a jar? God. I mean, technically not a human, at least not in her eyes. Who takes a sentient being and puts them in a jar? A lot of people. Sentient beings? No, they don't. I mean, sentient, like, alive? I'm pretty sure, like, alive and sentient are not, like, synonyms. Like, things that have a consciousness and can actively, like, make choices the way we can. Like, those don't really exist in this world apart from humans. I mean, it's a complicated subject matter. Not like everything um, can talk to us. There's a lot of animals that still have better, if not more intelligent than humans. And we really just don't know what's inside their brain. I'd say it might be a stretch to say, like, more intelligence. I feel like dolphins are the closest to human intelligence. Maybe gorillas. There are some gorillas that can literally communicate uh, with humans, like, using sign language. But the notable thing about that is that um, gorillas do not possess an innate sense of curiosity. Um... And this has been observed by the fact that at no point have has any gorilla ever asked us a question. How would they ask a question? With sign language. Hmm. They don't need to ask questions because they just know everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like... They can't comprehend the idea that there are creatures out there that are more intelligent than them. They think that they already have all this stuff figured out, but... Yeah, so do Twitter users. Yeah, but Twitter users are about as smart as, like, an infant pig, so they don't matter. You know, I was about to say, like, at basic level, we don't really know if everything around us is sentient or not. If they don't talk to us, though, she was kind of pleading for her life. Yeah, like literally, she was quite literally speaking. I- I'd say there's a massive difference between someone doing what this like aunt character does in this movie. Versus someone who, like, I don't know, captures butterflies. I never understood catching butterflies. Like, just, w- what do you do after? Do you have a butterfly, you know, exhibit? Do you kill them and put them into a book? Who knows? Uh, 
But I don't know. Like, I, I found it funny seeing her just going absolutely crazy when, like, especially when she opens up the, the area where the borrowers were living and is fucking shocked when there's nothing there. Oh my god. So my favorite part about this movie, especially like when she was going ballistic, um, is when um, she locked the room and then some time passed and then he's just there. So of course she can't, you know, say that, how do you get out? I locked your room. So it's just, um, her facial expression is just fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the the uh, the main human character, the guy in the movie whose name I can't remember. Um, God, he's such an interesting character. Um, not for really like any of the reasons I would have thought, but like the whole concept here being that he's like. He's discovered these small, tiny people um, living in his aunt's house. Or I guess technically it was his mom's house, but she's gone. Uh, he's found these people, and they're terrified of him. And he's like, just this nice kid, and he's also dying. I wonder if he's okay. And I, Actually, yeah, we know he's okay. Do we? Well, I mean, we know the heart surgery went okay. I mean, there is implied at least some time that he survives after the movie's over, but we don't know how old he is, like, in the, in the, narr in the end of movie narration. He doesn't he, sound much older, though. True. But he was old enough for um, the family to not only move, but also reports of things missing. Well, yeah. Um, which I, I, I find, honestly, a little adorable. But, like, they... They never spoke... To each other again. They never saw each other again. But it's I almost find like a bittersweet ending. Yeah. Um and like not every movie needs to have a happy ending. Hell, the last movie we recorded, I wouldn't say even had a happy ending. Um that movie being inside out. Like I felt like it was very deliberate in not having a necessarily completely happy ending. I mean, I would consider it happy. I feel like it's supposed to be a bittersweet ending. Like, I feel like they very deliberately set it up for that. Well, I mean, they had, like, the entire ending where with the hockey. I don't think anything can get much happier. <laughs> I mean, it did end pretty ominously. Well, yeah, with, that's like, for the, the console sequel having next a, year. <laughs> yeah, with the console having having a puberty dial, and Joy being like, "Riley's twelve now. What could happen?" 
I mean, that's obviously just sequel bait. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, this movie, it, it did something. And I, I don't know what it did. But it <laughs> did it right. Which is odd. It, it might be odd to say it, but I feel like that's generally how Studio Ghibli movies are. Let's see. My Neighbor Totoro... I don't know what the f- that, that movie just kept going and going without actually giving you a time to understand what they're try what they're- what story they're even trying to tell. I mean, it and didn't it really feel ends. like they were telling much of a story in that movie at all until they, uh, until the sister went missing. And I feel like it was just an just exploration happened. of- <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it was an exploration of childhood, but for some reason, it was still fun to watch, even when nothing was happening. Um, Kiki's delivery service thing, like, there was a story, but I feel like it also followed, um, like, My Neighbor Totoro in a little bit. Things just happened because happening. And, and then, then Spirited what? Away was an acid trip. Oh, absolutely. That and more of a <laughs> concrete story, but that's the only thing that was concrete. Yeah, Everything I mean, else is just uh, wavy. You know, it's like uh, Sokka when he drank cactus juice. That's how I felt when watching that movie. Yeah, I mean, like, that movie had me questioning what things were, like, what things were actually happening, and what things weren't real at all. And then we have this granted, movie. It, granted, it didn't make me question that as much as Joker did, but <laughs> still. And, and and now that movie's getting a sequel. Which just, uh... We yeah, okay. On it later. Yeah. I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. But, so like, then... for being two, 2010, for being 2010, like, this is, this is hand-drawn animation. And I got to thinking while watching this movie, um, hand-drawn an animation has an, has an advantage that CG animation does not have. And it, it It's that hand-drawn animation that is good animation, it stays good. It doesn't particularly show its age um, quite as much as CG animation does. Yeah. Like, you go back and you watch, say, Beauty and the Beast, that movie is still beautifully animated. And yeah, there are one or two CG scenes, but most of it's hand-drawn. Mm -hmm. And that was from 1991, and it still looks incredible in 2023. And it's the same story here. Uh, this movie came out in 2010, and it still looks incredible today. I thought right. it was worth pointing out that there is that advantage that hand-drawn animation has. Well, I mean, it's um, the difference between, what, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I mean, I and wouldn't yes. say that. I don't know. The Twilight Princess um, art style 
because it's going for realistic looks outdated. You know what Wind Waker is, and I like it for that. Yeah, but even Wind Waker doesn't look... Like, even Wind Waker shows its age, graphically speaking. Hmm. I guess that's fair enough. Still, but, it definitely um, uh, slows its aging down when it has, like, that sort of animated, not realistic looking. I mean, even if things, like, even in CG animation, animated things that are not meant to look realistic still show their age quite often just because better CG animation techniques get developed over time. Hmm. What does that mean? That, um, hand-drawn doesn't show its age because it can't, it can't be improved that much? I mean, I don't really think it can be improved that much. I, I feel like when it comes to hand-drawn animation, if it's good, it just stays good. Yeah, I guess, uh, hand-drawn animation has hit a skill cap. Yeah. I mean, hell, even the 19-fucking-37 or whatever Snow White movie still looks incredible. It hasn't aged well, <laughs> but it's not because of the animation. It was because of the writers. Yeah, like... But, yeah, I, I felt like it was worth pointing something out. Like, because we've covered... Uh, uh, well, actually, I don't know if we've covered any CG animated movies that haven't... Okay, Toy Story. I was going to say we haven't covered any CG animated movies that haven't aged well due to the animation getting better, but Toy Story would be the one. Speaking about Toy Story, I recently learned that... Um... What? Sorry. Go. You good? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to gesture. Um, I also just completely forgot. What was I saying? You were talking about Toy Story. Oh, right, yeah. The other kids in Toy Story, um, it's just Andy with different clothes. <laughs> I, I just, I just learned that. Well, there's, there's like a fun Easter egg in like Toy Story 3 that we're gonna talk about at some point. Um, but yeah, like that'll be that'll be a fun time for when we get there. So, like back on this movie though, another thing I wanted to talk about, the score is fucking incredible. God, like I really need to put the score of this movie in my Spotify playlist. It is so good. Uh, yeah. It's, um... Like, there there, there were did, legit times where I was just sitting there vibing to the score of this movie. I didn't notice it that much. Uh, though, that yeah, could just be... During that, I was trying to, uh... I was playing a game at the time. Wow. Playing games while you're watching a movie... I've certainly never done that when 
watching movies for this podcast. <coughs> Sarcasm. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, my, my, although, my to be fair, I actually... is going off right now. Although, to be fair, I don't think I've actually ever done it for a movie that I hadn't at least watched once before. Um, the game but if I've like already seen really the movie... repetitive, so... I pay more attention to the movie than the game. Yeah, but, like, I, I feel like, um... When it's a movie I haven't seen before, then I very much pay attention uh, to the movie. But when it's a movie that I have seen... I kind of, I kind of find myself just listening to it more than anything most of the time. <laughs> Although I was very attentive to this one and actually, like, watching the animation. I swear, I need, like, two monitors. Because, like, if my attention is in, in two places, I swear it's in nothing. Yeah. I mean... You know, something interesting I, I found about this movie is how they used the credits. Because, hmm. um, at least for, like, the first half of the credits, the movie is still playing. Like, yeah, there's no dialogue, but it's showing, like, the family and the moving process, like, uh, on their journey to wherever the hell they're going. I wonder where they're going. Somewhere. Uh, they, they literally just went to the next house over. <laughs> Which is weird because it, um, it almost looked like they went into like a river. The next house down the river. <laughs> well, this is a rural area, so it, it, it took them a while to get to the next house. I mean... I would assume that it took a while to get to the next house because they are small, but okay. Both. It being a rural area, and they're tiny, so it took them a while. They're small. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, this movie's great. I'm very certain it... I, well, I don't want to say very certain. I'm sure that it probably won't remain my favorite Ghibli movie forever. Because, uh, like, th for one, there's just a lot that I haven't seen. And I've also heard Princess Mononoke is really, really good. Um, and I definitely want to cover that at some point. But we're not there yet. But yeah, like, I don't know. Like, there's something about this movie. It just... I, I feel it, good it watching feels it. Nice. Yeah. It, it, it feels and, good. And like I said earlier, that's kind of just the magic of Ghibli movies. There's not really much more to say about it. Like, they feel good to watch, at least the ones I've seen. And they're actually really... There's another thing about Ghibli movies. They're really simple. Yeah. And there is something to be appreciated about that. But yeah, like, I don't really have much more to say, so do you want to get into the critic ratings? If I must. Nah. Um, 7.6 out of, What am I doing? IMDb gives this 7.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 94%. 
Common Sense Media gives it a 4 out of 5, and 89% of Google users like this movie. I think I'll give this an 8.9. I don't think it quite goes up into the 9s for me. 8 point... Nah, fuck it. 8.5. Alright. Well, um, like we said earlier, um, you can join us tomorrow for Inhumans, and next week for, uh, our free movie of the month for August, we don't know what that is yet, um, as well as Avengers Infinity War, and you can join us the week after that for, uh, Shit, what was it? The fifth wave. Ah, yes, the fifth wave. That's gonna be a fun one. Another book-to-movie adaptation. But anyway, uh, until then, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we will be seeing you.